Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. This session is a study of Colossians. Let's learn how to read it, study it, and live it. Here's Jacqueline. Um, but her credit card was always there and she'd pick up her credit card and she'd underline with a green pen whatever that line is and then she'd put her credit card back and her green pen and it's just how she all day all day she would just read her bible periodically verse here chapter there statement there and just whatever struck her heart at that moment that she wanted to focus on she'd underline using her credit card and her green pen precious precious woman i asked her when i was about nine or ten how many times grandma have you read the bible and she laughs just that sweet grandma laugh and she says, oh, honey, how could somebody know something like that? And I asked her, I'm like, well, so, like, have you read your Bible? Like, cover to cover? She's like, yes, more times than I can count. But God knows that's all that matters. And I remember sitting there as a nine-year-old or a 10-year-old thinking, that is amazing. That book is huge. How is that possible? And she told me, she's like, just read one word. You read one word, and then you read another word, and before you know it, you've read the whole Bible. And then you're going to love it, and you're going to do it again. And this is how you're going to do your life. I don't have that childhood Bible that I first read my Bible through when I was a 10, 11, 12-year-old girl. I don't have that Bible anymore. I don't know where it is. I wish I had it. It was loaded with signatures from missionaries. My church had a lot of missionaries, and every time a missionary came, I'd get their their autograph and they would sign it and always sign it with scripture every one of them I don't have that Bible anymore but I do have the Bible I got when I was 15 that's this guy I can't tell you how many times I've read this Bible through cover to cover and I don't say this with pride I say this with my grandmother walked before me and I walked after her and people ask me how do I know so much about the Bible it's because I read one word out of this book and then I read another one. And I read this book until 2001. This walked me through college. This got me a double major in Bible. That's this book. This was before I learned how to write in cursive. So my notes in here, in my mind, are heinous to look at. My handwriting, I wasn't taught how to, I wasn't given education growing up. But this was my education. I learned how to read, I learned grammar, I learned everything out of this book. When I graduated college, my uncle bought me this book. Quality of binding, we're not going to talk about right now. <laughs> also, I was a teenager, also a college student, so I think this was in a backpack and a book bag many times. Where this one came to me right before I got married, it was 2001. I have walked 20 years of marriage in this book by reading one word at a time. I cannot tell you how many times I've read this book cover to cover. I don't know. I just know I read one word. And I've raised a 15-year-old with this book. I've gone through diagnosis with this book. I've seen healing with this book. I learned how to teach a group of women for the first time. When I said no, my husband said, yes, you have to say yes. I said, no, I don't like women. <laughs> I don't like women's Bible studies. I don't ever want to do that. <laughs> I did that with this book. I learned that I love women. I learned how to be a girlfriend. I learned how to teach scripture. I learned how to study scripture. I've journaled every single chapter of this particular book. I could bring my treasure chest of journals 
were one chapter at a time. I journaled every chapter of this book. It took me 10 years. The day I was done going through this book, my husband comes home and I'm sitting on my couch and my Bible was closed and on my lap and I didn't know what to do next. A 10 year journey just ended and I didn't know what to do. I was 32 years old and my husband comes home and I'm crying on my couch, just holding my Bible, just crying. He's like, oh no, he's seen that before. He's like, everything okay? How are you feeling? What's wrong? I'm like, I'm done. I finished. I just journaled the last chapter of the Bible. I don't know what to do next. And he looks at me and smiles. He's like, you're hysterical. Write a book. Like, just, oh, okay. <laughs> I don't have an education, but I'll write a book. Sure, because that makes sense. And at 33 years old, I used this, and I wrote my first book out of this book simply by reading one word at a time. I don't know where you are in your Bible reading. I don't know how many words you've read out of the book that's on your lap right now. But as your girlfriend, can I say, read one more word? Just read one more word and don't stop reading. Before you know it, if you have not read your Bible cover to cover, you're going to turn around one day and say, I just finished. I just read, come Lord Jesus, and I'm going to proclaim the word, come, because my Jesus is coming again. And then you're going to want to read one more word and you're going to read in the beginning. And you're going to read one more word and you're going to see the name of Jesus Christ laced throughout the entire book. And you're going to turn around and say, I know what my Bible is saying. It's saying, Jesus, and come, come, my sweet Jesus. Read your Bible. We're doing a study right now on Colossians, on reading the Bible. This is why I'm doing this. So you could read your Bible. Is that fair to say? And I do not say any of this as praise Jacqueline. It's praise the Lord Almighty that he wrote this book and we get to read it. Read it. One more word. Ready to open the word of God? I do have to finish my Bible journey. I went off the deep end and bought this one. It's a hardback, which I've never owned before. That's weird. You pick up these Bibles and they melt in your hand. Have you ever picked up your Bible and you're like, just by picking it up, you're, you feel more grounded? You know that feeling? You're like, okay, I literally, I can feel my sword in my hand. I can do this. You know that feeling? I don't have that feeling with this book. It's so hard. It's so weird. So I'm using Pat's Bible last week and hers, I picked it up and I'm like, oh, that feels good. <laughs> so this isn't going to be my forever Bible. This was my, um, I need to write a book on 1 Corinthians and I don't like the book of 1 Corinthians. So I need to get out of my Bible and read it from somebody else's Bible. So I bought a new Bible that didn't belong to me. I didn't even put my name in it, and I read the book of 1 Corinthians as if I was reading a book that did not belong to me, and I learned very, very quickly, I love the book of 1 Corinthians. That's a different study. That study is with my editor. Keep that covered in prayer. <laughs> Pray for my editor. She's got a lot of work to do. Um, so this is my Bible. I've had it now for, oh gosh, three years? In February. I look at Kristen, because Kristen knows all of my answers. <laughs> she says she doesn't, but anyone who knows me knows. Kristen knows my answers. But I think it's been three years in February that I've had this Bible. Read one word from your book. It'll get you through cover to cover, and it'll blow your mind every single time. Colossians 3 is where we are today. 
How is your Bible reading going as we go through Colossians? Good? Great? Are you giving yourself grace? Huh. I like that. Yeah, it's going good. Yeah, it's going great. Oh, grace? Oh. <laughs> it's so hard. Why is it so hard to give ourselves grace? Give yourself grace. Because that word's not going anywhere. If you're having a bad day, if you're having a hard day, if you're in a day of tears, sit in that day and then read the word of God. Because here's what's so beautiful. You read one word at a time and you read your way through the word of God and you keep reading, you keep reading. Those days that you just don't make time, those days you don't have that time, the days that you don't have it in you to get out of bed, those days that you're just so overwhelmed with sorrow over a loss that you just faced, the word of God is in you. So you're reading the word of God because the Holy Spirit is speaking the word of God in your heart, in your head, and you've got the word of God comforting you like a blanket because you've read the word of God ahead of time. And the spirit of God is with you and he's speaking the truth of his word over you. And you can say, God, I don't have the energy to even pick up your book today. And he says, that's okay. My book is in you and let his words wash over you. You look at the clock and you see that it's 323 and you go, oh, it's 323, 323. What reference in the Bible do I know? 323 and you start with Genesis. Have you ever done this? This is how I go to sleep if I'm up in the middle of the night. If I wake up at 323, I'll go Genesis 3. What's happening? Oh, Genesis 3, verse 23. I have no idea what 23 is, but it'll be about this segment and I'll think about that. Then if I'm still awake, I'll go to Exodus, Exodus chapter three. What's going on in Exodus chapter 23? And I'll go through it in my head and I'll go all the way through. If I'm not sleeping, you guarantee I'll be in Revelation three, talking to the churches, ready to go, ready to fall asleep. It's, it's a great game to play. Easy way to prepare for that game. Read one more word. It's beautiful. Read the word of God for you, not for others. Read it for you. It will not be returned void. I'm done babbling. It's 1030. Let's pray and get to scripture. Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus, you've written us a book all about you. You've laced the name of Jesus from cover to cover. You've proclaimed that you're coming. You've proclaimed that you are going to live, that you are going to die, that you are going to conquer death, conquer sin, conquer shame, conquer the grave and that you are going to rise again, that you are going to rise us with you as believers in you. And Lord God, your Bible describes and declares that you're coming again. Lord, as a believer of scripture, as a believer of God, a believer of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Spirit, I proclaim right now, Lord Jesus, come. We love you. We love you so much. And we thank you so much for being our God. We thank you for being our Savior. We thank you for giving us the Spirit. And we thank you above all measure for giving us this book. This book that is so alive and so unique and so on fire and so applicable for right now, for today. I pray that as we lay Colossians 3 before you, that you will bring it to life. That you'll burn a fire with our soul for what we need today. Help us to stand on what we read, and I pray that you'll help us to read it all over again. We love you, and we thank you for this day. In Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Colossians chapter 3. Are we ready? Did anybody read Colossians 3 before today? Raise your hand. Be proud. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. 
Colossians 3. It's a good chapter. We are not going to go through the entire chapter, um, but we will eventually get there. We've got the book of Colossians we're going to do three times. We're doing a four-week study on how to read the Word of God. Then we're going to do a four-week study on how to study the Word of God, and we'll go through Colossians a second time during that study. And then we're going to do a four-week study on how to live the Word of God. And we're going to go through the book of Colossians again for the third time. So we're going to do a 12-week study on a four-chapter book. Fun? We're on week three of read. So we're simply going to read and see what the Word of God says. I'm going to read just a couple of words and then go back to chapter two if you are okay with me doing so. Colossians 3, 1 begins with these words. If then you have been raised with Christ. And then it goes on with a couple things for us to do. But it starts with the question, the statement, the self-evaluation of, if then you have been raised with Christ. That's a good portion of scripture to read and sit. Just sit with it. Don't study. Don't let your um, commentaries come out. Don't let your um, YouTube preachers be pressed. Don't let anything move. Stay where you are in your sitting position with those words and think about those words. If then you have been raised with Christ, read those. Read those with your words. Read those with your mind. Read those with your heart. Read those with your soul. Read those with that seed that is in you that says, I remember the day I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. If then you have been raised with Christ, you say yes. Yeah, I have been raised with Christ. Or perhaps you read those and you say, no, I don't know what that means. I don't know. Chapter 2, we talked about this last week. Partially, we talked about this last week. We had one study live Thursday morning, and it was a good study on Thursday morning, we had a little bit of a technical issue. So we came back in a quiet fireside room Thursday evening, and we retaught Colossians 2. And it was a totally different lesson. So if you were here last week and you want bonus material, <laughs> ask them. It's on email. I don't know. Figure it out. We'll get it. <laughs> Email us at womeninseparable at gmail.com. And Linda and Gail and Wendy will make sure it goes to you. But we talked about during that re recording of Colossians 2, we talked about cha um, chapter 2, verse 6. And this is what it says. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord. Sounds like what we started with, doesn't it? Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. And it gives some pointers on to how to walk in him. If you go down to verse 12, Paul continues with these words. Having been buried with him, with Jesus, in baptism, in which you were also, what? Raised with him, with Jesus, through faith and the powerful working of God. What is that powerful working of God? Raising Jesus Christ from the dead. 
And then we go down to chapter 3 and says, If then you have been raised with Christ, if you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, according to verse 6, and you have been buried with him in baptism, therefore being raised from the dead as God raised Christ from the dead, if you have been raised with Christ, then seek. Have you been raised with Christ? Do you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior? Do you know that he is the only way, the only truth, the only life? Do you know? Have you been baptized in Jesus Christ, dying to self, being raised again to the newness of the life that God has poured over you through the love of his son, Jesus Christ? Is your answer yes? If your answer is yes, look at verse 3. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Do you see yourself there? Ephesians two tells us that we have been raised with him in heavenly places. Did you hear that? Ephesians two says we have been raised with him, with Jesus in heavenly places. Today you have been. Today you have been raised in Jesus Christ in heavenly places. It sounds like this verse, that we are raised with Christ. We are where Christ is, where Christ is seated in heavenly places. You are there with him today. Do you feel that? Did you wake up this morning with the thought of, oh, thank you. I see my day ahead of me. I know what my calendar looks like. I know what my schedule looks like. I can feel the depth of my heart today. I know my sorrow. I know what my body feels like. I know what my family looks like. I know what my my parents are doing. I know what my marriage is feeling like. I know my fill in the blank. But I also know this above all else. I am in the presence of my Savior right now. And before I press forward, before I even let my foot touch the floor, before I even go into the ladies' room to brush my teeth and brush my hair and look in that mirror, I'm going to sit and remember who I am and where I am. Because right now I am in heavenly places with my Savior who is sitting on the right hand of the throne of God Almighty. That's where I am. And suddenly today, as bad as it may look, doesn't look as bad anymore because you're seeking things that are above. Verse two says this, says set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. Did anybody today struggle with setting your eyes on things that are on this earth? Anybody? Did anybody see a headline that made you set your eyes on things that are on this earth. I saw a headline, and it doesn't matter what day you're listening to this. Right now, we're listening to this on a Thursday, but we have this video going, and there's girls that are gonna be listening to this every day of the week. And I guarantee, I'm gonna predict the future here, ready? (laughs) No matter what day these girls listen to this video, that day, that today, there's gonna be a headline that's gonna shake them. Is that a fair prediction? There's headlines that are disgusting. They're gross. And they take our minds and they take our hearts and they take our thoughts and they even take our physical health 
and they run with it. And they run with it because we let it. And I'm speaking to me, I'm speaking to all of us. We set our minds on the headlines that we see, on the news reports that we hear, on the sorrows, on the sickness. Does anybody know somebody who's sick right now? Not just like colds. There's a cold going around. There is a summer cold going around. Did you know there's more than a summer cold going around? <laughs> there are things going around, weird things. And I'm pretty certain almost every single one of us that are in this room, that are in Women Inseparable, that is in the body of Christ nationwide, worldwide, knows somebody that's on their heart right now. And their, our hearts are devastated for that person. Is that fair to say? We come in this room and we sit quietly and we sit quietly because we're in prayer. All day, every day, we're in prayer, we're in worry, we're in stress, we're in anticipation, we're in frustration, we're in isolation, we're in desperation. You put in your word, and that's where we are. Is that a true statement? It's so hard not to set our eyes on what we see, on what we hear. But do you know what we could do with that person? And I have, I have names on my heart. You look around my team, I have a team of 12 and that's not counting our women's director. You add my women's director to my team, I have a team of 13. Right now, not counting my women's director, of my team of 12, I have two women here. I know women who are homesick. I know women who are home grieving the loss of their loved one. And I'm not the only woman in this room, the only woman watching this video that knows the depth of that heartache as we sit here and we hold these names of these hearts of these women that we love, of these parents that we love, of these children that we love, of our neighbors, of our people. These are our people. It's no longer, we, we always had like prayer meetings, right? And we'd come together at prayer meetings and we'd say, pray for this person that I know of this person that I know, right? Do you remember those prayer requests? It's gotten really close to home. We come in anymore and we say, can you pray for my my person. I wake up all night long and I wrestle in prayer over this person. And we are all sitting here in this day in the society that is just gross. Can I say that? Mm -hmm. It's a gross day. It's not a new day. This has happened in all of history. You read one word, you read another word, you're going to see we're not the first generation that faces this level of heartache. It's in Genesis, isn't it? The heartache that was felt in nations in Genesis. We see it in the book of Matthew, the mothers that grieved the death of their sons throughout the nation. We're not the first nation to grieve illness and death and confusion and frustration. We're not the first. This scripture is from God for his children, and the scripture is timeless. The scripture is intended for the fullness of God. Set your mind on things that are above. The best way to do that, we could do the ABCs of turn off the news, and the truth is, is knowledge is good. I'm an advocate for knowledge. It's good to be aware of what you need to pray for. Is that valid? If it's giving you nightmares, don't watch news at night. 
of common sense. If you wake up and you're in a bad mood, don't watch news in the morning. That kind of common sense. Don't do that. But once you're prayed up and you're read up and you're ready to handle your prayer list, then give yourself a five-minute timer. Give yourself a 15-minute timer. Give yourself a 60-minute timer. Wherever you are, whatever you can handle, give yourself today's updates and turn them into a prayer list. It's not a worry list. It's not a fret list. It's not a, a forward list. I need to forward this to somebody. We forward, don't we? Text threads. I am so guilty. Uh, we, we forward because everybody needs to know right here, right now. And we pass on our news and our knowledge. Set yourself a timer. And what you take in during that timer, turn it into a prayer list. And before you send it to everybody that needs to know it, before you go into panic, before you go into worry, before you go into sickness, cover it in prayer. That's the best way to seek the things that are above. Because right now, at that moment, when you do that, you're taking that evil, because that's the word. You're taking that evil, you're taking what's gross, you're taking what's harmful, and you're saying, God, I'm going to take this and I'm going to set it where it belongs, at your feet. And all of a sudden, it's not as evil. It's not as victorious. Its song of victory is muted. And now you're hearing the song of victory, the real song of victory. What is that song? Jesus is coming again. And I don't proclaim that as a prophetess of today's society. I don't proclaim that as a date and a time and a year, because scripturally, that is not correct. But as a believer in scripture, as a believer in my Jesus Christ, I stand with revelation and I say, come. Let those who hunger say, come. Let those who are thirsty say, come. Let those who are righteous say, come. I stand on that. And I proclaim, come. And perhaps this week, perhaps today, when that headline hits you, when that news hits you, when that sorrow hits you, out loud verbally say the word, come. It resets you. I can testify. I've read Revelation a couple of times these last couple of weeks. I think a couple of us may have peeked into Revelation these last 18 months. Anybody else? And I've been binging Revelation the last couple of weeks. And every time I get to the end of the book, I just stand there and, and walk in the park listening or I'm at home reading and out of my mouth, I just want to say the word come. And every time I do things are reset. All of a sudden, it's not about this. It's about the truth. Come. Set your mind. Come. Homework assignment. A little bit of a homework assignment. When you read this week, will you get in your sitting position? For me, I sat on my floor by my couch where I read and pray. I have my, you know, we, a lot of us have our prayer corner, right? So in my prayer corner, I sat on my floor, Indian style, with my back against my, my prayer chair. And in my mind's eye, I pictured my Jesus sitting on my prayer chair at the right hand of the throne of God. And I sat at his feet. And in that position, I looked at what was weighing me down. I looked at my girlfriend who lost her husband. I look at my girlfriends who are homesick. I look at my fill in the blank. 
and I saw it in that physical position as I sat there at the feet of my Jesus Christ who sat there at the right hand of his father. And I looked at it through those eyes. And all of a sudden, it wasn't a weight on my shoulder. It was Jesus. That no matter what happens, there's life. There's always life. Look at what scripture says in verse 3. Colossians 3.3, it says, For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. What a beautiful place for your life to be. I thought of my girlfriends. I thought of my prayer list. And I thought of the ones that know Christ as their Savior. And their life, as hard as it is right now, that life is hidden with Christ in God. Their physical life is hidden in Christ, in God. That life might look icky on earth, but that life eternally is hidden very much. I picture that passage in John that tells us that we are held in the hand of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ's hand is held in the hand of God. How much more hidden can you be than in the very center of the hand of God Almighty? Those prayer requests that were overwhelming my soul were no longer overwhelming my soul. Because those people that I were praying for, I knew where they were. And it's precious. The love of God is big. Verse 4 says, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. First Thessalonians 4 tells us to comfort one another with those words. Let us comfort one another. I am sorry if words today seem heavy. My prayer is that the heaviness of today will be lifted up in the heavenly places where Jesus Christ is. That's where you are. It doesn't matter where you are physically out there. You know Jesus Christ is your Savior. You are right now in the very presence of God Almighty. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. I want to go on to verse 5 and 6 because that's what I knew I was going to teach today. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to. How about we do that? We'll turn maybe 5 and 6 into our study chapter because 5 and 6 is real <laughs> because 1 through 3 was not real, right? <laughs> Let's just reread and with scripture. Listen as we read these verses. Colossians 3, 1. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, seek the things that are where Christ is and where he is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above. Don't set your minds on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is your life, when he appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the word of God. Thank you that no matter where we are, no matter who we are, we can open up your word of God and we can read one word and we can sit with that word. I pray, Lord Jesus, that above all words, the word of the name of Jesus will be the word that washes over us. I pray that the name of Jesus will help set our minds. And as our minds are set, our hearts will settle. 
And as our heart settles, our bodies will relax. I pray that our smile will come forth, that our feet will move forward, that our hands will serve, that our love will pour out, that your light will shine from us simply because of the name of Jesus. Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of your son. Lord, I pray that you'll be with each of us. Help us to live as if we've been raised with Christ, because Lord God, you say that we have been, and we thank you. We thank you above all measure for the gifts that you have given to us, the endless, endless gifts. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. You can find us on Telegram at WI Online.